You have come to the right place. Hope you love America. Hope you're tired of the same thing all day, every day. Bringing you a different point of view. Bringing you the right point of view. From an everyday American. Recorded all over. No agenda, just America. Hello, welcome to a new episode of Eric's America. I am Eric, and uh, I have to start off by saying uh, that uh, I have to apologize for missing Thursday episode, and no, it's not because my birthday was on Wednesday, because, uh, you know, that would be, actually probably would be a better alternative than just saying that uh, working at uh, in the middle of the night and... 14 to 16 hour days right now is not conducive whatsoever to being able to have time to go and uh, record a podcast, but actually have some time on at least one day here. So at least I can get my Tuesday episode. I'm going to try my absolute best to have a Thursday episode this week. My absolute best thing should be calming down a little and uh, try to do that. But as of now, at least we have the Tuesday. Yes. And, uh, I'm exhausted as I even record it. Uh, just too many hours, too many hours. Uh, what all has happened in the last week? Uh, there's just way too much. And, uh, of course, Thursday, my plan was to talk about the debate uh, that did happen. Um, the recovery of Trump, which I have to say, I did sort of predict that uh, that's what was going to happen. And it was going to blow up and they would lose their mind. And they have. They absolutely have. They have lost their mind because, uh, you know, many of them were just openly hoping he was going to die. And uh, as screwed up as that is, uh, that's what they were hoping. And, uh, you know, when it didn't happen, I guess it uh, really, really ruined their day. And I, I kind of figured that's what would happen because I myself have had COVID. Um, I, I know that sometimes it affects other people differently or whatever, but if it's what happened to me, um, I think you're probably clear to call it a hoax because trust me, I have felt, I have done much worse things to myself. Uh, I have felt much worse in this past week after working long, hard hours and not getting a lot of sleep than I did getting COVID. So let that be a guide or a, message whatever that is but uh nobody can say well you don't understand you haven't had it uh, yeah i have um and yeah <laughs> but there was a, a movie that came out this week uh that i just uh got a chance to actually watch um this afternoon because i actually had a day off um don't tell anybody they may not give me another one for a while but anyway um i did watch it uh it's the newest uh movie by dinesh d'souza and you know, be really cool. I'd love to interview him. He's a great guy, really smart. Uh, I've learned a lot from him. Uh, best-selling author, filmmaker. I mean, a lot of stuff. In fact, there's another movie that his company uh, just released a couple weeks ago called Infidel, which uh, apparently it was in theaters. Um, guessing it did well. I haven't seen it, but I did see his movie Trump Card, which is in a long line of his movies that he's made um 2016 obama's america hillary's america america imagine a world without her and then he did death of a nation which was about uh 2016 election and 
Um, the newest one was Trump Card, and it goes with his book, um, United States of Socialism, which uh, I read earlier this year, and it is good. And the movie was great, and uh, kind of brought up a few things that I'll probably touch on today. But if you haven't seen it, you get a chance to go check it out. Definitely do it. No, I'm not getting paid to plug it. So uh, unless he wants to, unless Dinesh hears about and wants to send me some money, I'll be perfectly fine with that. But no, I just uh, personally, it's a it's really informative. It's it's great. I mean, it's something a lot of people need to see. And uh, uh, you know, if you don't know who he is, he's an Indian uh, born uh, immigrant and who absolutely loves this country he actually worked uh, in the Reagan administration and uh, he's part of think tanks for years oh got uh, after he made a movie he got uh, kind of targeted by the Obama administration and ended up having to spend uh, eight months in jail uh, for giving uh, too much money to a friend of his that was running for office and uh, something that nobody else has been sent to prison for uh, namely people like Rosie O'Donnell and people like that who just give millions and millions of dollars. He gave, you know, a few thousand too many. And of course, uh, Obama, because, you know, didn't like the movie he made about him, uh, targeted him and he was convicted and sent to prison for like eight months, which is absolutely absurd. But, uh, Trump pardoned him, which is great. So, but yeah, if you get a chance, watch it. It's great. It's uh, very informative. All of his stuff is. And uh, it's actually helped me out a lot in the research I do. So um, so that happened. And I hope a lot of people are watching it. But what are the big topics? Uh, of course, the debate. The, ugh, the debate. Um, I will say it was a hair easier to watch. <laughs> Just a little easier to watch than the uh, presidential debate. Although, uh, I have a hard time watching any of these things. I do because I just want to scream at the TV. And I try to reserve that for uh, Saturday afternoons when I'm watching football because everybody's used to me screaming at the TV for that. Um, So, I usually try to reserve that because it's just so bad. It is so, so bad. And I don't remember any time in my lifetime. And I have paid attention to politics uh virtually my entire life uh at least what i can remember um in fact uh, i guess one of the i guess i was kind of set up uh to be on the path of being a uh a conservative um i had a favorite thing that i did as a child and let me tell you it makes me weird i know it makes me weird but uh all my life i have always been fascinated by history and and anything like that and i'm very and i've mentioned it many times a very auditory person um, you know, probably one of the reasons I've been a musician for years. Um, I do more by listening than anything else. But uh, one of my favorite things to listen to when I was young, yes, this makes me the biggest nerd in the world, was actually a documentary about the Civil War, and it was narrated by Ronald Reagan. So I guess I was set on the path to definitely be a huge conservative at that point. Um, but it was great. Anyway, I don't remember any time in my life where, I mean, you had candidates who, you know, might fudge things here and there. But at the end of the day, they generally would stick to a lot of the facts when it came to big things. When it came to huge things, you know, uh, you know whether it was a, a military thing they didn't agree with or this or that. Usually, both sides would kind of say, okay, these are the, the facts of the matter. 
Now we're going to bring our own perspective to those facts. That's not where we are anymore. It's not even close to where we are anymore. And we've talked, I mean, I've talked many times about the different reasoning for that. But we've just got to the point now where people just lie. They just sit there and just, I mean, they go full bore, crazy town, tinfoil hat. You know, one flew over the cuckoo's nest, insane, and just bold face lie. And they don't care. And it, I just, I don't know how you deal with it. I mean, I get angry and yell and then I shut it off and go, well, it's not worth me getting this angry over until I remember, oh yeah, it is because it, you know, they're talking about, you know, our freedom, our way of life, our very existence, the whole reason we are America. They're talking about just throwing that all away and they're just sitting there lying to get it done. And it makes me angry. So, but anyway. We'll, we'll go back and start covering some of the debate. Uh, this was one uh, thing that I found uh, pretty interesting. Um, I found it pretty interesting. Uh, notice uh, this was uh, Kamala talking about, I guess Pence had uh, tried to nail her down about uh, Biden talking about, oh, well, you know, he's not going to raise taxes on anybody who makes less than 400000 I mean, blah, blah, blah. And this was uh, her answer. See what you think of this. And the biggest corporations of America, mm-hmm. leading to a two trillion dollar deficit that the American people are going to have to pay for. Yeah, Democrats On really worry about debt. Will yeah, repeal that do. tax bill. Mm-hmm. He'll get rid of it. Yeah. And what he'll do with the money is invest it in the American people. So that was interesting. Said that uh, the tax cut, uh, the Trump's tax cut. I mean, I mean, Joe Biden's not going to raise taxes, but he's going to cut and get rid of the Trump tax breaks huh let me think about that for me if you get rid of the tax break then that means people are going to pay more in taxes huh well that seems like a tax raise huh that's odd but that's not my biggest issue that's not my biggest issue because that's tired and old everybody's kind of figured that out by now if you put a democrat in the white house you're going to pay out the ass put a republican in the white house you're going to get a break on your taxes okay We've debated this for the last 40 plus years, probably 50 years. Everybody knows these two sides. Okay. It's tired. It's old. Um, Not that it isn't a big deal. It is, but uh, that's not my issue. My issue is she goes on to say, well, we're going to take back all that money and we're going to reinvest it in the American people. Huh? You know what that sounds like? It sounds remarkably similar to let me think for a minute oh that's right uh wealth redistribution uh other words socialism hmm now one of the reasons i said that everyone should go and watch the movie um is because it is explicitly about this whole subject and about the sad facts of socialism and the and the really bad fact is the is that most people don't understand what it even is. They don't understand what socialism is. Uh, they know a lot of people know if you say communism, oh well, that's bad. They really don't know what it means, but they're ah, that's bad. Fascism, oh well, yeah, Nazism, oh yeah, yeah, I know that's bad. That's bad. Socialism, well, I don't know. I mean, isn't that what they do in Scandinavia? I mean, isn't that what they do in Den- Denmark and Sweden and Finland? And no, it's not actually. It's not. 
socialism is actually just an economic system. And it is a wealth redistribution system for those who don't know. And basically the idea is it's sold many times over. It's been around for, you know, well over a hundred years now. And it's always been sold on the fact that the rich are rich and they don't deserve it. So we need to just take their money and give it to all the poor people. And we're all going to live in utopia and we're all going to, you know, hold hands, sit around a bonfire and sing together. And the world's not going to have another problem. And it's great. Yeah. And as being an adult, you know that that does not work. First of all, the biggest problem with it is, well, if the guy made the money, doesn't that still make it his? I mean, you know, you could listen to AOC who says, well, you don't make that kind of money. You don't make that kind of money. You take it. Really? Really? How did someone take this money? And I agree if someone embezzles money from a company, you know, they're, they're taking it. They're not making it. But what are all these people that suddenly are experts about all these economic systems and about how people make money? Does anyone else find it strange that not a single damn one of them have ever made any money? They've never created anything? I mean, I can't be the only one that finds this odd, and I know that I'm not because there's many other people that make the same point. It, it's really astounding. That someone like AOC or Bernie Sanders or Elizabeth Warren or, you know, Joe Biden, all these people want to rail and yell and scream about all these, you know, people that are ultra wealthy and say, well, they didn't earn it. And they didn't earn it. It all comes from the government. Another socialist, you know, propaganda statement. You know, Obama was really bad for this. Well, you didn't make that. No, 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 no. You didn't make that. You don't own that. You know, that's the whole socialism. And then when you combine combine socialism with a one-party ruled country that controls everything and everything is about the party, see, that's communism. You put those two together, you get what used to be socialist or used to be uh, Soviet Russia. You get what used to be China. Now they have a more capitalist, and I have to put that in air quotes, capitalist wealth creation system. But yet it's still not a true free market. I mean, most of it is still mainly controlled by the Bank of China, which is, you know, controlled by the Communist Party. And it's kind of crony capitalism, the same as what Russia has. Although both nations are in better places because they've started to try capitalism in a real way. Um, But all the Scandinavian countries are not. They have large welfare states and everyone pays for it. The only thing socialist is the welfare states that they have but mind you they are not a socialist country they are very capitalist in fact most of them have lower tax rates than the u.s they just soak everyone through a vat tax value-added tax so anything you buy has an extra 25 percent now who pays more for that everybody goes well see it works fine because the rich people you know, buy more things, so they pay more of it. They also make a whole lot more money, so the matter of the percentage of their monthly income or yearly income that they actually spend and pay into the 25% consumption tax doesn't hurt them. They don't care because they're making so much more than what they have to spend. Who actually gets hurt? 
Well, the people in the lowest income bracket who are spending more of their annual income just to pay their bills and to buy food and the necessities, which are all taxed with a 25% tax. So they're the ones who actually have to pay more. They're the ones that get hurt the most. And that's why no politician in America is seriously thinking about trying the Scandinavian model. And by the way, it's not even true socialism. Yes, they have a large welfare state. They have socialized medicine, which is just a fancy way to say um, their health care sucks. Oh, but it gets better. It gets better. So, yes, they're going to take your money. And it's okay because the government is allowed to because they are the arbiters. They are the ones that know better than you how to spend your money. That's what it comes down to. And when they start talking about these huge, huge increases in taxes on rich people and everybody in between, it's all because they don't think that not only do you deserve to make your own money, but you can't be trusted with it. I mean, you might buy the wrong thing. I mean, the government really is the ones that should decide how you vote with your dollar, right? Because that's what you're doing. See, there's a much more democratic system, if you want to use that word, because, you know, as anyone who listens to me know, we don't live in a democracy. We do not live in a democracy. But if you do want a democratic, which is the way we elect officials in a democratic way, if you want to look at how we democratically vote with our dollar, we do every day. The people that we like, the products that we like, the things that we think are doing well and that we want, we spend our money on. There's nothing more direct than that. There is no politician or no political entity that has that kind of direct feedback from the American people on a daily basis. That's what makes capitalism, honestly, one of the most moral systems ever. Because if people find something that a company or a service is against their beliefs or against their ideology or the way they feel they just won't buy it therefore it goes away you don't need the government to come in and say well you shouldn't do that if the consumer feels that way then they won't do it now there was a, a an old quote and i'm trying to remember who said it and I, i'm going to be really embarrassed that i don't know <clears throat> but it does say that capitalism and our form of government only works for moral people Basically, the idea is there is no system if an entire group or an entire country of people are immoral, then there is no system that can therefore work. But as long as people are generally good and generally of good moral standing, then our system that we have, where it be free markets or through our republic, is the best system on earth. It's very true. I mean, you have people who corrupt things. But usually those don't last very long. They get found out. People move away from them. They sue them. There's many things that go on, and that's how our system of checks and balances works. It's great. It's the greatest system anyone's ever put together, and that's the reason it lasts, and it endures through insanity and crazy people like we are dealing with now, honestly, crazy people. But yeah, um, I found the tax thing very interesting. Not a lot of people are talking about it other than to say, well, yeah, she said that they're going to repeal the Trump tax um, breaks, which is a big deal. But I always find it more telling 
when they just actually come out and say, well, yeah, because we want to take your money and we're going to redistribute, redistribute it the way we want to redistribute the things we believe in. And of course, that list is getting very, very long. Uh, now, I don't have the clip uh, and I should have had the clip uh, when they talk about court packing, which, of course, Kamala and Joe still keep trying to sidestep it, which just means that, of course, they're going to pack the court. But she actually made a comment that tells you how they're going to go about it. Instead of coming out and saying, well, we need more, you know, we don't really like what's going on. We want to pack it with our ideology, which is what the left has done for a very long time. Whereas the right keeps trying and sometimes succeeding and sometimes failing and finding people that just want to interpret the law as it is written. That's what we want. We want originalists that read it and say, this is what they meant. This is what we should go by. This is how it applies. And you're done. That is what the Supreme Court is there for. It's why it was created to be a check against legislatures or an executive branch that were trying to do things out of bounds of the Constitution. You do not ever want a Supreme Court that is a super legislature. Why? Because that is the hallmark of banana republics. Because basically, once they have that power, which is what the left has been wanting for a very long time, then all the rest of it's a moot point. Why have a legislature? Why have an executive branch? None of that matters. You just have these super legislators with robes that just decree whatever's going to happen. Especially if you can make it rule for one side, then you line up all the rest of the legislature with that side, then they can pass what they want and they have a rubber stamp from the court and there's nothing anybody else can do about it. That's what they want to do and they're explicitly saying it. They're explicitly saying it. Now, they won't say that they want to pack the court because apparently now the whole excuse is, well, that's all you're right about. Why? Because they know it's a really unpopular idea. It's always been unpopular because most Americans know what that means. And even Roosevelt tried it. He didn't succeed. His own party turned on him for that one. But he still got what he wanted because the two of the justices that were voting against his new deal then changed their votes because they were afraid the court would get packed and they would be outnumbered and it would really destroy America forever. So he, in you know, a roundabout way, he got what he wanted. But he was the last one to try it. And he got smacked down by the members of his own party. Now that was not is not going to be the case. If they gain the White House and a Senate majority, there's a lot of things that they've explicitly said they want to do. Uh, packing the court. And that's where we get to the point of how they're going to and what reasoning they're going to use. Now they're going to say, well, it's just too conservative. I mean, they're following the Constitution and we don't want them to do that. That's not what they're going to say because, I mean, that would cause people to revolt. So how would you do it? Well, Kamala came right out and said it. And she said, oh, well, you want to talk about packing the court? Well, Donald Trump's appointed all these federal judges and none of them were black. Bingo, light goes on. Now we know how they're going to do it. They're going to say, well, for diversity reasons, there's just not enough people of color in the Supreme Court. So we're going to have to fix that. We're going to have to appoint several 
judges of color because, you know, it has to be diverse. And that's how they're going to do it, along with making extra states to try to pack the Senate and uh, ending the filibuster, which means no minority of any kind can ever have any leverage or any say over anything in the Electoral College. Again, eliminating any uh, non-majority voice from the two coasts ever decide a presidential election again. And ensure that their new communist party, the Democratic Party, the new communist of the Americas, will be in place. And they will have their kangaroo rubber stamping Supreme Court to side with them on anything. That means freedom of speech is gone. It means Second Amendment's gone. Probably the fourth. Definitely the fifth. Because, I mean, you're going to answer to the state then. And they're not going to ensure anything about searching or seizing any of your property, especially if you're a Trump supporter or a conservative. I mean, they'll be wiretapping you, watching you, invading your privacy, invading your home, taking away your guns, taking away any books they don't like, marching you off to prison for whatever reason, probably their tax codes. That's where all this goes. This goes to a dystopian future that people have laughed about for years and said there's no way that would ever happen in America. And it's happening right now. And they're talking about it. (sighs) And no one seems to uh, pick up on it. Well, quite a few people have picked up on it. Myself included. I have definitely picked up on it for sure. Because this stuff is very, very uh, scary to me. And uh, so then, you know, of course, like most people, if you watched the debate, I watched most of it, uh, noticed that uh, Pence was uh, pretty damn good. I mean, maybe we should get Trump to sit down. You know, I heard somebody say that that maybe that's the best thing because when he's uh, when he's standing up, he gets a little too geeked up and he's ready to go and he's just ready to start throwing haymakers. And maybe if they sit down and and uh, maybe that would help him. uh you know, maybe calm down and focus a little bit more, but you know, who knows? Uh, I, I enjoy watching, uh, Trump throw haymakers at, uh, idiots like Biden, but, um, he did great. He did great. And you know how he, you know that he did great and won the debate. It's because after the debate, they didn't talk about the debate at all. They did not comment hardly at all on any real substance of anything that was said. And if you haven't heard yet, Who was the star of the debate? It wasn't Trump or it wasn't Pence. It wasn't Kamala. It was that damn fly. It was that damn fly that landed on Mike Pence. And boy, not only was there a whole bunch of talk about the fly. I mean, they went completely berserk nuts. And this is one of the most insane ones that I've heard. Check this out. I mean, I don't think it's ever a good sign when a fly lands on your head for two minutes. You know, that's a that's a sign all through history of sin. A fly, he who commands the fly has always been seen historically as the mark of the devil. Now I have that. I, yeah, he just said that. A fly landed on Pence's head, so that means that he had the mark on the, <laughs> the mark of the devil. 
which is still better than the uh, moron who was on uh, previous uh, to him that uh, actually said the words that it was a fly of color. And that's why it landed on him, because he was talking about racism. And yes, that's when my eyes popped out of the eye sockets. My head spun around. I ripped out all my hair and started screaming at the top of my lungs because I just can't take it. I cannot take it. I cannot handle stupidity. In fact, it's even in my wonder if anybody, uh, if I get any of the trolls that like to look up things from your past or pull up your old high school yearbook pictures or any of that, they will really, really enjoy it because, uh, my senior yearbook, I believe, um, it lists your pet peeves and I have one and my one pet peeve is stupid people. And, uh, yes, it's still a pet peeve. I cannot stand stupidity. I mean, I, I heard somebody, uh, 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 compare it to, uh, Egypt, the, uh, story from the Bible where it was a plague of locusts and this was a fly coming to tell Pence to let people go. I, I wish I was making this stuff up. I wish I was because it is 2020 and you would really think that there could not be this stupid, ignorant, um, group of people that on one hand, uh, agree that, you know, it's fine to uh, kill a baby even once it's born that's fine because it's just a choice yet want to quote the bible and somehow come up with the idea that a fly landing on someone head someone's head makes them evil it makes your head hurt it gives you an instant migraine to figure out how those two thoughts could possibly exist at the same time in someone's head or how anybody could let it come out of their mouth it just blows my it blows my freaking mind for sure anyway take a break here in the middle uh talk about the patreon that i do have up now and uh hope people will uh, start to join and check it out uh it does the usual uh, early access to episodes uh higher tiers there'll be a special episode and uh then there's the top that to ask me anything uh which will be answered on the special episode all that uh also uh the rating and reviewing uh can find this podcast anywhere they have podcasts i'm pretty sure and as usual if there is somewhere that you listen to podcasts and they do not have it let me know because i will get it there one way or another i will find a way we will get it there um but yes, the rating and reviewing. The rating is the part that matters. The reviewing, it doesn't. Um, tell them I locked you in a room and I won't let you out till you give it five stars. It doesn't matter. The rating is what matters. That's what gets it up the charts and more people listen. And hopefully we can get more people enlightened and more people can uh, honestly uh, say they have made a decision on who to vote for and not just because maybe a fly landed on someone's head. Uh, but yes, and I'd like to thank all the people that do listen. The audience is growing and it does make me happy. And I'm sure in the future, in this middle section, there will be some ads. What for? I don't know yet. Hopefully somebody will decide uh, they want to advertise. We'll see. Uh, but all that will happen as more and more people listen. And it is inevitable. And this thing is growing. And it makes me, uh, makes me feel good. More people will listen. 
maybe more people will, uh, you know, come out of the fog and won't have so many of the insane uh, insanity that has gone on in 2020. So if you want to check that out, always check us out on Facebook and Twitter and leave me a message. Um, I have got some messages. Uh, it makes me feel great to get a message. Let pe- let, just let me know what you think. Let me know if you enjoy it. Hell, let me know if you hate it. It doesn't matter. At least I know someone's engaged enough to write a message, and that always makes it better. So anyway, we'll get back to the show here. All right, so we had the fly incident, uh, which was bad enough. But it wasn't all. It wasn't all. Of course, uh, the weird smirking, the kind of crazy laughing that uh, Kamala did and constantly rolling her eyes and everything else and then you had the whole uh, that pence was mansplaining now i i hate these words i do and i hate that everything has to have a label because so many times uh, it just makes no sense now i don't see that you can have it both ways now yes pence mike pence is a man And as far as I know, Kamala Harris is a woman. Now, I mean, we're assuming that their their projected genders are correct, right? I yeah, that just made my head hurt trying to think of how to how to word that. Just gave me a headache. But anyway, apparently now, if you are a man, especially a white heterosexual man, and you speak to a woman well then you're just the sexist then you're mansplaining apparently which is just the stupidest word i've ever heard um and yes i've heard examples of mansplaining i think it's absolutely stupid i mean if somebody wants to be condescending you're just a condescending asshole it doesn't matter what gender you are color you are what background you have none of that matters if you're going to be condescending you're condescending now Pence was actually extremely, extremely respectful, probably much more so than I would have been for sure, and probably more than most people on the right would ever be to Kamala. So I, I think she should be happy that he was that uh, that civil and that polite and respectful. I mean, he let her speak. He didn't jump in and interrupt her a million times. He didn't talk over her. He actually was very respectful. I thought he did a good job. Uh, her, on the other hand, she got very uh, got very excited when she got to try to condescend and talk down to everyone because, of course, she's an elite and she's so you know is so much better. And the whole uh, trying to just be uh, sharp and tell people uh, you know and tell Pence to I'm talking, I'm talking, you know, and uh, you know the whole comeback for that. By the way, Mike, I, I know you're really respectful. And you're trying to do the right thing, but uh, you can also just look at her and say, yeah, well, you're lying. I thought we were just, you know, mentioning the obvious. You said you're talking. I'm saying you're lying. I thought we were just mentioning obvious words to everybody. Uh, I don't know. I am. I can be a quite condescending smartass. Um, it's just part of who I am. I don't do it um, to people that I like. <laughs> and if I do, I'm completely joking. And people people know that. And they just give it right back to me. But uh if I'm debating someone who's just being stupid, then it's really hard not to be kind of condescending and be a smart ass. But, you know, I thought he did a good job. And the whole thing of mansplaining, of course, 
I mean, like I say, I don't know how it works because I thought the whole idea was that men and women were equals. And therefore, if you're equal, and apparently gender is just whatever you feel when you wake up in the morning, then how can you be sexist? And how is that being sexist? I mean, he could have been much worse on her. And in fact, I would find the fact that he would take it easy and be overly polite and overly permissive because she was female. I would find that more sexist than anything. Of course, that's not how the left sees it, but that's the reality of it. I mean, if you want to talk about true equality, true women's equality, which I fully support and agree with, then it's fine. I mean, I shouldn't have to take on special airs than to debate with someone. Now, common courtesy is common courtesy, and that's part of the social social pact we make, and that's all swell and fine, and, and 99% of all conservatives, I can guarantee you, have the utmost respect and want to follow the social graces of how we treat women as a man. And I don't see that as a problem. But if you're going into a debate or you're having a serious discussion and you want to talk about equality, you either have equality or you want special treatment. You say you want equality, but then ask for special treatment and to be given special consideration. That's not equality, by the way. That is special treatment. So you need to decide. You got to decide one way or another. You either want to be treated specially to where you have some sort of special status or do you want equality because equality means an equal footing she came into the debate she wants to throw haymakers he can throw them right back that's just the way it goes and i don't mean literally i'm talking about a debate before anybody goes nuts i'm just saying that is one thing that really really got to me is because you can't say you're mansplaining or being sexist if you're talking about equality now if you're not then we need to have a completely different conversation and that goes down a road i don't believe you want to go down so let's just uh let's just say uh we're going to choose the side of equality which is always the uh, right side of the argument and that we're all equal and we're not going to get special treatment for any reason sex or otherwise so speaking of equality equality yes not equity those are two totally different things i keep reminding everybody because i feel like people uh, really need reminded of this all the time because there's so much of this clever propaganda and you see it in ads and and you see it all over uh social media constantly no matter what it is talking about equity and equality and i just have to keep reminding people they are two different things equity and equality are not the same thing and just just need reminded need to make a t-shirt says maybe we need the definitions you know but anyway speaking of this we all got a lecture from our one of our favorite uh multimillionaires uh michelle obama decided to uh come out and support uh good old joe uh, this week and let everybody in America know that they're just awful. Now, they were great people when they voted her husband in for two terms. They were great people then. And America was wonderful and not racist. And boy, we had made so many strides. But now, but now, nope, nope, she's out. 
uh, the Obamas are gone from the White House, although they didn't leave Washington, which is another whole story we'll get into soon. Only president to never to leave Washington. There's probably a really good reason for that, and we'll talk about it on a later episode. It's uh, quite, uh, quite interesting. But she had to come out and let everyone know just how horrible we are and how racist we are. And here's how that went. I should tell you really quick, though, uh, the clip that I have is actually someone uh, mirrored it up with uh, a riot going on at the time, uh, same time that she's uh, released this speech. So you may hear some extra noise in it uh, and some yelling and stuff. And uh, no, no one's uh, breaking into my home or my room or there's no riots going on here. It's just part of the clip. So uh, here, check this out. And they're pinning it all on what's been an overwhelmingly peaceful movement for racial solidarity. And yes, it's uh, people just uh, breaking things. Only a tiny fraction of demonstrations have had any violence at all. So what the president is doing is once again patently false. It's morally wrong, and yes, it is racist. I mean, aren't you glad that uh, the rich people like uh, Oprah and Michelle and LeBron, I mean, it must be hard. I know it's hard. (sighs) It's so terrible that you have to live in a country where you make millions, millions, and in Oprah's case, billions of dollars. And you have to live in nice areas and nice homes. And I mean, you don't really ever have to worry about anything. I mean, all your needs are taken care of. All your wants are taken care of. In fact, so well taken care of that. I mean, you just have to imagine new things that you could need or want. That's got to be tragic. And it's really, really rough. I know for people that are living that sort of life and achieving all these dreams and living in the life of luxury for the common person to be so racist and be so consumed by petty things like paying their bills, feeding their family, just trying to make it through life. I mean, how racist is it? That a country could rise these these people to just, I mean, we're just so racist. I can't imagine how we can be so racist that we allow these people to live in such luxury while so many of us are struggling. We must be terrible people. I mean, I guess we just have to vote the way they want so we won't be oppressive to them and their million, billion billion dollar homes you know million dollar homes sorry i just had to uh, have a joe biden moment 100 million billion trillion quadrillion dollar home yeah uh yes joe it's called math um no (laughs) i just um nauseous that's the word i'm looking for that's the word that that's how it makes me feel absolutely nauseous uh especially and I'll take myself for example. You get in from uh, 
getting up at 2 a.m. to go work and you get back in, um, say, 6 o'clock in the evening. So you've just, you know, you've just worked a good 14 hours and uh, you just want to try to uh, relax for a minute before you have to go back to sleep because you got to get back up at 2 and you're just trying to make enough money to get all your bills paid and maybe put a little bit away so you're not starving to death. And it makes you feel so good to have someone tell you, someone lecture you from their multi-million dollar home in Martha's Vineyard, uh, who's the former first lady, (laughs) to tell you what an awful, horrible, racist, oppressive person you are because you have definitely discriminated against her. Hmm. And they keep wondering why the American people keep shutting off things like the NBA, the NFL. I mean, is there anybody that is protesting in the NBA or the NFL that's not a multimillionaire? No, there's not. Do you think all the guys like myself who really enjoy watching football and finding an escape after working our asses off all week just to feed our family? Uh turn on the TV and find out that God, we're just terrible racist pieces of shit. Yeah. Well, as it's been said, it takes a real, a real, real educated class to come up with things this dumb. And yes, it is backfiring and it's good that it's backfiring and it needs to keep backfiring till the point is made. I just, there's hardly any words that I have to say anymore that I could, even describe something as revolting as the Obama's lecturing America on racism. There's probably few things in my life that are that revolting, but yet they can't resist. Ah, boy, the hits just keep on coming. I know a lot of people are really concerned with the polls And yes, there are major problems with the polls and there's some people, you know, people come down on both sides. I've kind of listened to both sides of this argument when it comes to this. And, and, you know, some people are like, well, you know, the polls weren't really that far off in 2016, so they're probably not that far off now. And, and yeah, well, I can see this and I can see that. And I'm going to tell you right now, the easiest way to determine what's happening, because this goes back to the whole idea of capitalism we vote with our paychecks long before we vote with a ballot we do you can follow it through history you can follow it around the world we vote daily with our hard-earned money long before we vote with a ballot until you know for politicians politicians only happen every two to four years but our personal beliefs are shown daily with what we purchase, what we invest our money into. And for that reason, it is my opinion that not only are these polls just crazy way off, but when you look at something like the NBA, and we're talking an NBA final, Lakers and Miami. The lowest viewership since they started calculating it. 
What does that tell everybody? It tells you that the American people are voting with their most powerful instrument that they have, which is their dollar, and saying, you know what? You want to keep up with all this? We're sick of hearing it. We know you're full of shit. And you know what? I love basketball, but for right now, I'm going to go take a walk. I'm going to go find, let's see, anything else to do. And the NFL is going down the same path. Now, the NFL hasn't been quite as bad this year. I mean, they haven't painted Black Lives Matter across their forehead or any of the other garbage that's went on in the NBA. But they still, the the announcers and everything, have to give everybody a lecture every five minutes about what horrible people they are and how racist they are. And I hate to tell you people, I hate to tell all of you, if you want a job, if you want a job and you want to keep getting paid to do what you do, then you might want to figure out what the hell the truth is and how you back out of this road. Because I'm telling you right now, the way it's going, the way it's going, if it doesn't change, you give it a couple years because... I can see right now that the American people are are making their voices known and saying, hey, we don't want any part of it. We don't want to hear it anymore. We don't want the rioting in the streets. We don't want to hear that we're all racist. We don't want to hear that we're terrible people. We don't want to hear that we're destroying the planet. We're done with it. And if you're not done with it, then you're going to be done. And there's some really crazy shit that's going on in Hollywood for a long time. And I'm telling you, You're next because people aren't going. I mean, right now, movie theaters aren't open, but I'll tell you, they could reopen. I'm going to, I just being honest, the people aren't going to go. They're not going to watch. They're not going to pay attention because instead of you trying to lead the American people, the way you want to go, the American people are telling you, Hey, you get in line with true American values and you start making sense or we're putting you out of business. And maybe that's why none of these people enjoy capitalism. Maybe that's why they don't want the system because capitalism gives them a very, very quick idea of what the American people want like and what they will tolerate. And right now the NFL and NBA are getting a real, real world dose of what that truly means. The American people aren't racist as a whole. The American people are tolerant people as a whole. What American people are not for the most part are sheep and easily dominated. It's built into our DNA. It is what we are taught from the time we are taught of our founding from the time we are taught of the Civil War, the time we're taught of World War II and the fight against fascism. We are not the people. From the time we are taught about the heroes who created flight to the breakthroughs with nuclear power, to the breakthroughs with medicine, to the breakthroughs of technology, This is the greatest country because we allow those things to happen. But we also teach our generations that we are strong people 
And we are not dominated people. We are not sheep. We are not conformists. We are rugged individuals. Somewhere along the line, that message got lost. And unfortunately, some people are having to find it out. And they're going to find out by losing what they love to do or the ability to make as much money doing what they love to do because the American people just aren't going to put up with it. And it makes me happy to see it. I don't like to think bad things on people, but you know, there's enough of the left wing mob and the elitists that have gone after everything they could possibly think of to try to punish the American people because they're still angry. They're still angry that the American people, number one, had a chance to let their voice be known and how they wanted to be governed. Because, by the way, elitist, I don't know if you uh, have figured this out. We're still in America, and we the people still get to choose. And uh, if we don't choose the right one, I'm afraid, in the right way, I won't just say the one. I mean, Trump can do it by himself, that is for sure. But if we don't keep going down the path that it looks like we're going, if we can stay the course, then we will continue to be we the people. But if it goes the other way, I can't guarantee that. I absolutely cannot guarantee that's where we will be. I don't see it happening right now. And that's uh, that makes me feel better. But there is always that, that uh, uncertainty until, um, you know, six months from now when they get done counting all the ballots. <laughs> uh, anybody that was alive and around and invested around uh, 2000 when the... Uh, Bush Gore thing happened and what a nightmare that was for weeks and weeks and weeks uh, can only imagine what it would be like if this you know really does go uh, down to the wire I don't think that it is but I could be wrong I'm not uh, I'm no sort of authority uh, I can only tell you what I see and just some of the things I see. I mean, right now I have told everybody I'm working in Colorado, which is not exactly a bastion of conservatism or Republicans or anything of the, the stretch of the imagination. But what I can tell you is even driving around here and what's considered one of the more liberal states. And I hate using that word. I'm just going to stop. All right. I'm making an effort today. That word's out. Because there's nothing wrong with being a classical liberal. Classical liberal. Which is what the Western way of life is based on. The idea of tolerance and listening to both sides. Free speech and, and on down the list. The list goes on. That's what a classical classical liberal is. So I don't want to keep using that word. Just like I don't really like the word conservative. The new Republican Party that has, has really started to show its face. Especially through Trump is not the traditional conservative ideology that people assume. So, I mean, we need to start coming up with better labels that fit it. Okay, so we're not going to say more liberal. We're going to say more progressive, nutty, crazy, sort of the uh, Midwest Washington, if you want to call it that. And of course, it's not quite Midwest. Close enough. I mean, it does border several of the Midwestern, classic Midwestern states. So we'll call it whatever it is. But yet I see probably 10 to 1 Trump to Biden signs. I'll give you a great example of what I find odd. Now, again, I'm in a little bit of a metropolitan area in Colorado. And uh, someone, there's an empty lot in the middle of town that I drive by going back and forth to where I'm working right now. 
And uh, someone put up this giant Biden-Harris sign. Okay, I drove by, I saw that. I said, huh, okay, well, I am in Colorado, so go on. So when I get done the next day, come driving back, and now someone has put out like 10 Trump-Pence signs surrounding it. I thought, huh, that's kind of funny. I guess, you know, it's an empty lot. People can do what they want. Next day I come out. Now all the Trump signs are still there. But now most of the Biden-Harris sign has been destroyed. Somebody just threw a big rock right through it. I guess, you know, you you take it as an antidote. Anti, uh, I hate saying this word. I'm not good at it. Antidotal. Uh, as an example, it's not a scientifically proven fact. In other words, there's no scientific method. I'm just explaining what I've seen here. Uh, if that's happening in somewhere as progressive as a metropolitan area in Colorado, a very considered leftist sort of place, you wonder what's happening in the rest of the country. I I think there's uh, something brewing that's going to be very, uh, very monumental and very earth shattering when it comes to that. Now, I spent the last episode talking about what I think the other side is planning and what I know that they are planning. And sometime this week, I'm getting some more documentation that I'm going to be reading and, and going through about what they've actually written down in their words of what they are truly planning. And I know from what I've read so far that basically all these riots and all these uprisings that have gone on all summer and into fall here are just dry runs to get all the logistics down because the D-Day is for them is November 3rd. And from there out, it's going to be, it's going to be bad. Um, I suspect that uh, Trump will win the election and I have another high, very, uh, feel very confident about the prediction that you're going to hear about the Insurrection Act um, very, very quickly after it starts because I don't believe that's going to be allowed to go on and the part that I don't think they are banking on is the fact that if he wins and they want to try to do all these all this rioting and everything that they've talked about doing and somehow pull off a 1877 compromise again and somehow get him to agree to do all these crazy leftist progressive things they are forgetting that he'll be a president in a second term with a mandate and with no election to worry about. And that is something they don't want to tread on. Because I know for a fact that one of the reasons we haven't had the Insurrection Act brought forth is because there was an election and it would look bad. Be it right or not. I personally have uh, my opinion on it that I don't. I think it should have been used uh, before now. I understand why you don't, but that's not the point. So it's one thing I don't agree with Trump on. Hey, I said there are a few things. Uh, but then again, I wouldn't completely agree with anybody. And that would just make me a cult member or something. But at the end of the day, I mean, we should all think for ourselves on all issues and come to our own opinion. Look into things, read things, come up with your own opinion. That's the only way we can truly be a free American society and keep this together. And the last thing. I want to talk about real quick. I found very uh, interesting 
because I've talked about it before about how there's these Islamist groups and these radical groups that are aligning with people like Antifa and BLM to work on these protests and riots and everything else. And like many other people, I thought, man, that is just so weird. Why in the world would they do that? If you're talking about, you know, these Islamists and the jihadi type, it's Sharia law. And uh, trust me when I say there is no room in Sharia law for any trans people, any gay people, any of these uh, crazy leftists. They will be the first to have their throats slit and bodies kicked into a mass grave by Islamists. And so it was really interesting when I watched this uh, movie that there was an interview with a guy who apparently was part of one of these Islamist groups for a while. And he uh, became more enlightened and, you know, kind of switched his ideology. But he talks about it a lot. And he said, yes, they always align with the left because he said that people on the right that well they have principles they have principles and they have morals and there's no way to corrupt them there's no way to manipulate them you can only kill them you can't change their mind because they have a deep moral conviction they think for themselves they have their moral compass their ideology he said but the left have no morals no compunction and no reasoning he said they are useful idiots and they are so easy to manipulate and that's why they always go to that because it's the easiest way to infiltrate and then dominate a system keep that in mind because that starts to make perfect sense why blm would be chanting about police violence and also about the palestinians at the same march Never made sense to me. I guess, I mean, I kind of went to the old adage of, you know, the enemy of my enemy is my friend, uh, which is sort of the same idea, you know. But yes, it makes perfect sense. And that's how we get to where we are today, which is not good. Anyway, I guess that'll be all for today. And like I said, I'm going to work really, really hard. Well, I'm going to work really, really hard no matter what. But anyway, um, about the Thursday episode, I'm going to do my best to get one out. Uh, I apologize for missing this past Thursday. Um, I should be able to get one out. It may be a little short, but I will get it out. And just keep listening and tell your friends, tell everybody. The more people, the better. The more people we can get on the, uh, at least... I'm not trying to say everybody's going to follow me like a cult leader. That's not what I'm looking for in no way, shape, or form. Just an average guy who is very impassioned about all this and, and is trying to build a a platform and, and you know an audience. But I don't expect people to uh, follow me blindly. I always want you to do your own research. Check anything that I've said. Please be free. That's what the whole idea is is for people to open their minds and look at things from every side. Learn history. Learn what's going on. Learn what's going on in your world. It can only make you a better person. The more informed you are, the better you are, the better prepared you are for not just debates, but for life in general. It's the best advice anybody could ever give you. So, until Thursday, just remember, no agenda, 
just a miracle.